From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 230, for the week of December 12, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony reviews the Carthay Circle Restaurant and Mary Jo chats with author Joe Cosgrove. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hey. Hey there, hi there, ho there. So... We only have this show and one more for the year. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. Wow. I just, How's your Christmas shopping going? Stop. No. So I'm like three quarters of the way done. Oh, jeez. So <laughs> I like I said, next, next, next week will be our final show for the year, and we will have our trip report from Allison. Yay. Yay. And also nice. our hits and misses for 2013, so... Be looking for that. Maybe send in what send in what you think were the the hits and misses for 2013. Email that to us. And that would be to DL Podcast at, at www.info.com. Mm-hmm. Yay! We'd love to hear from everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, any other housekeeping? I have some. Okay, go ahead. Um, first of all, you did some some uh, videos with uh, <laughs> the adventure people. I was I was uh, going through uh, Google Alerts and I saw a, a video on Molly making with Tom Bell and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so very nice. It was it was yeah. fun. Is that one? There's uh, one where I got to got to play with the fountains of the World of Color fountains, and then I chatted with Santa. Those are neat, and we and you can find those on YouTube. Hey, why don't you put a link in the show notes? Okay, so I, well, I think can, I always have the link to the YouTube channel in the show notes, but I, I'll make sure it's in there. Okay, because I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, you have to compare it to my tamale making one. Um, there's also a oh, that would be cool, Nancy. A lot of videos that Craig put up for Christmas season. So since we're kind of right in the middle of the Christmas season right now, um, there's the all the all the World of Color Winter Dreams videos are up there. Uh, Christmas Fantasy Parade is up there. Believe in Holiday Magic is up there. So if you're not able to get to the parks, you can at least experience them through the Diz. Yeah. Haunted you know Mansion what I'm sad holiday about? Also. Yes, definitely. You know what holiday thing I'm just totally sad about? No reindeer this year. They haven't had them for a reindeer. couple of years. Yeah, they're, they're I know, years. but still, I'm catch up, catch up. This year, I particularly miss them. Oh, okay. Well, we I was there um um a couple of weekends ago, and they the, there were no animals out there, and it was they are serving reindeer in the at Napa Rose though. So. Oh, Tom. Oh, what? I'm sorry. What? Boo. Hey, I thought um, it was that San Diego buffet Tony was telling us about. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be talking to me. Talk to, talk to, John. what's his name, Sutton? Well, last week Michael was talking about how all the Disney spirit at, at Disneyland, and I wanted to say again, I went back to the Jamboree section because I want, I'm, I'm trying to watch Billy Hill and the Hillbillies as many times as I can before, um, their last day in January. And, um, they had Goofy in the Santa outfit, Mickey and Minnie in, in their outfits, Pluto with reindeer um, antlers, the Country Bear Jamboree 
bears, which, which we had who, seen with how Nancy. many people do you think remember who they are? Those bears, because I, I, I watched their show too, and I was thinking, I wonder how many people remember. Because how long has Country Bears been gone? That's a really good point. They've been gone a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, they left shortly after I moved here in 2000. With okay, an year so we, or two I mean, of me coming here. A lot of people know Big Al, and there's Liver Lips McGraw. I think so it's me. Nancy's fault that they're gone. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hightailed it out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Anyway, it was it was really nice back there um, in the Jamboree section as well as everything. So it, even though um, that might not be a priority for some people, I I recommend going back there and. Um, Going into the little cottage cabin that they have and and see everything because it's really neat. And if you and get then, chili, they serve hot cocoa back there. I didn't know that. Yes, I bought some because I was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Um, another, just real quick housekeeping. I have been going to the Grove and Farmer's Market with Nick. There's a lot of Christmas decorations up all over the place. We had so much fun at the Grove. And silly, yes, we ate at the Cheesecake Factory, and then we went to Farmer's Market and saw all those wonderful food that they had there. And I said, never again will I eat at a chain restaurant when I can have the opportunity to eat um, the, the from the local the local market that they have there. And one dessert, not a dessert really, but what we got was they have this, um, there's a new place there. I don't have their card, but they just opened up. And they have, they have, picture a, a cake ice cream cone, those little plain ice cream cones, mm-hmm. cut in half, dipped in chocolate, and then they put espresso in there. So you drink the espresso and then you eat the cone and the chocolate. It was oh. really, really good. <laughs> it was really good. But anyway, so anybody who's coming out, um, make sure that you have the Grove and Farmer's Market on your list of things to do and see. Cause it was, it's really cool. And right now with all of the Christmas decorations and the music, it's absolutely beautiful. Yep. Very cool. That's it for me for housekeeping. Cool. Uh, don't forget chat night, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. And like we said, if you want to email us, that's dlpodcast.wwinfo.com. Uh, if you want links to anything we've talked about on the show or links to any of the other, sh- in, any of our older shows or archives, that is at disunplugged.com. You can also listen to their Orlando show there. And any other housekeeping? I do. Okay, go ahead. I saw, since I talked that I, last week that I saw Frozen, I I saw Thor. Finally got around to seeing Thor. Not the real Thor, but. No, I did not enter his golden chamber. Okay. But I did see his latest film. And I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. And it's definitely darker than the first one. You know, all the trailers. Even were all dark, except they did have a trailer for Saving Mr. Banks. And, but um, definitely, you, you want to see the first film of Thor and the Avengers. Uh, uh, otherwise, I think you'd be at a disadvantage in seeing yeah. this film. It was a lot of fun. One. It was really a lot of fun. Um, and yes, yes, there is a scene of Thor washing his face without his shirt on. And as the camera gazes longingly at his physique. So there was absolutely no reason for that scene except for one. 
And so, um, anyway, so and we and, thank them highly for it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the scene where my six-year-old daughter Lily, loudly in the middle of the theater, went "ew." Nice. <laughs> anyway, and and none but, of the rest of us said that, Nancy. <laughs> I know. I I gave her a dirty look. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> But you definitely have to stay through all the credits because they actually they have they start showing the credits and then they have a scene that must be a lead into the next film because then they say Thor returns. Then the credits keep rolling and then there's yet another scene, Mm -hmm. um, which sort of ties up a couple of loose ends in the film. So definitely you have to sit through the whole thing. If you want to see all of that, I was pretty much the only one in the theater, and I thought, "Don't people know by now you have to sit <laughs> credits?" <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so Thor is definitely worth seeing. It's a lot of fun. We should add Frozen's credit cookie was really good too. Yes. Credit, oh, that's what they're calling it, credit cookie. Yeah, that's what they've always called them is credit cookies. Uh, okay. I didn't know that. Never heard that. Yeah. Um, speaking of credit. Cookies or whatever. I'm sorry, I do have one more. Um, we were talking about the Country Bear Jamboree mm-hmm. in the movie Frozen. There might be a scene in there that's kind of a nod towards the Country Bear Jamboree when Sven has ice, um, the icicle, the the little ice that look like Christmas lights in his antlers. Oh yeah, I guess so. Just kind of squint and look at it. And think of the Country Bear Jamboree nice. when they had their Christmas show. The Christmas show, show yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went so. and, speaking of the illustrious Thor meet and, we, meet and greet, we went up to Interventions. We didn't, we didn't see Thor, but we saw the, the, um, Iron Man? Iron Man thing. Wes got to do the Iron Man thing mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when we were there. Um, cool. what I didn't know is the, snap virtual pictures of you while you're doing that and you can add it to your PhotoPass card. Oh. Cool. So while you're in the, in the in the virtual costume of Iron Man, they snap a few pictures that you can add to your PhotoPass card, which is kind of cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Um, any other housekeeping? No? Good. Okay. All over to Tony with the news. Okay. The U.S. Army recruits recently took their oath at Knox. Wow. Yes. With an American flag post right, a Christmas tree standing to their left, and Christmas wreaths draped across the stage, 72 U.S. Army recruits ceremonially sworn in at Prairie Farms Birdcage Bird Cage Theater. Thank you so much for your service, Captain Ann Ayers, who oversees Army recruiting in North Orange County, told them. You guys are the future leaders of America, and I truly believe that. The recruits who will ship off to basic training in the next year had already taken their official oaths of enlistment when they signed up. Friday's ceremony offered them a chance to recite the oath in front of their families and friends before enjoying a day at Knott's. This is the second year Knott's has hosted an Army swearing-in ceremony. Ayers impressed upon the audience the importance of the ceremony and of military service. The things they do will be the stories that tell they tell the rest of their lives, she said. Standing at attention with their right hands raised, the recruits repeated the oath after Ayers. Applause and congratulations followed. Ayers shook hands with every recruit as they filed off the stage. 
Kara Reganzani, 18, of Laguna Niguel, said she joined the Army because the service would cover college costs. On December 30th, she will head to Fort Jackson in South Carolina for basic training. The ceremony made her feel supported by the community and kept up her excitement headed into basic training. I'm more excited than nervous, she said. I figured if I could stay excited, then I'll make it through. For Isaiah Cardenas, 22, of Orange, the ceremony represented something extra. It was his dad's birthday, and his dad was one of the reasons he joined the Army. His father, who attended the ceremony, had wanted to join the Air Force, but didn't after he had children. Cardenas' 18-year-old brother has already joined the Army and left for basic training a week ago, and Cardenas will ship off to basic training at Fort Sill in Oklahoma. I joined for the pride you get and the brotherhood, Cardenas said. I appreciate the brotherhood you attain. What? I didn't know they did that. That's very cool. Now, that is nice. How did you get that? Like, what? How did you get to do your, you know, oath at, at Knott's? And it says they got to go on a after, so. Nice. Oh, right. in politics, oh, God, like, no. in politics um, may be a big player in the mayor's race. Mickey Mouse could prove to be Anaheim Councilwoman Lucille Kring's biggest fan in her bid to replace Mayor Tom Tate next year. Mickey's smile is broad and his papa's pockets are deep. In the last two and a half years, Disney hasn't spent much on candidates directly, but it's given $513,000 to Orange County political action committees that support Disney-friendly candidates, according to the campaign finance reports. Most of that, 489000 came in the last half of 2012 and appears to have aimed primarily, has been aimed primarily at helping Jordan Brandman's election as the Anaheim City Council. A half million or so for Kring would lift her odds considerably. She's not always been a clear Disney favorite. One of the PACs Disney helps fund, the Orange County Taxpayers Association PAC, spent $7,400 on an independent expenditure against her council campaign last year. But she appears to be in the good graces of Disney now. Neither incumbent Tate nor fellow challenger Lori Galloway are considered political allies of Disney. And on the stage with Kring outside Angel Stadium on Wednesday when she announced her mayoral candidacy was Anaheim Chamber of Commerce President Todd Amitt. Disney has accounted for 55% of the Chamber PAC's funds over the past two and a half years. Disney doesn't give much directly to candidates, but giving to PACs allows the company to spend much more on a chosen few. The individual contribution limit in Anaheim was $1,800 last election, but there's no limit to what can be given to PACs and no limit to what PACs can spend in independent expenditures for a campaign. As a result, five Disney-friendly PACs spent $376,000 in independent expenditures on Brandman, well overshadowing the 158000 spent by Bradman's own campaign. You guys all got that? Got the numbers? Mm-hmm. Okay, really? I, I, I'm, I don't believe you. Anyways, here's... <laughs> <laughs> he gave uh, over $140,000 to the Anaheim Chamber of Commerce PAC. The PAC spent a total of $143,966 on independent expenditures on Bradman, an amount very close to the Disney contribution. Disney gave $110,000 to the Orange County Business Council PAC. That was 32% of the PAC spending, and the PAC spent $70,000 on Brandman. Disney gave $95,000 to the Orange County Victory Fund, a PAC controlled by former County Democratic Party Chairman Frank Barbaro. That was 64% of the PAC spending, and the PAC spent $65,000 on Brandman, the sole Democrat on the Anaheim Council. Disney gave $85,000 to the Orange County Taxpayers Association PAC, which was 32% of the PAC spending, and the PAC spent $38,000 on Brandman, and that's a rare instance of a PAC helping a Democrat. 
And then finally, Disney gave $69,000 to support to the Support Our Anaheim Resort Area Pack, which was 68% of that pack spending, and the pack themselves spent $59,000 on Brandman. So it looks like that might be the one that Disney wants to share. <laughs> and that reminds me of my rapid fire I've missed on the last two episodes, and it's political, so I remember. A long time ago, we talked about um, transportation, mm-hmm. building like a new transportation hub in between Angel Stadium and the Honda Center. Right, right, right. Driving by it a lot, and it's getting, I mean, it's getting larger. Like, really? it, it's, it's taking shape. And like the uh, waffle, like the Waffle House. But no, it's, <laughs> I gotta remember this for the podcast. I gotta remember this for the podcast. But it seems like that, where they're gonna have the, the kind of move the Amtrak mm-hmm. and have a hub, it's getting, um, it's taking shape. Cool. So, there's the news. Thank you, sir. That was a really exciting story, but. Yeah, you know. it's, well, it's, it's actually interesting. All right, thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Okay, well, coffee drinkers—they've, of course, got a lot of caffeine kicks with Starbucks coming into the parks. But another coffee provider, Joffrey's, is making its blends of coffee that it made for Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, and Disney Vacation Club now available for Disney guests at home, and you can order them online. Apparently, Joffrey's has created special blends that they serve in some of the restaurants around the resorts and now you can purchase these some of the um coffees um are blends that are called artist point um carthay circle restaurant um flavors of africa um flying fish cafe um flying fish cafe espresso um, French Bistro Blend In-Room Coffee, and Chico, The Cooking Place. Unfortunately, there are no teas, even though Joffrey's is a coffee and tea company. So all of these coffees are available online. They're, they range from $12.95 to $14.95 a pack. And we will have a link in our show notes. Perhaps you might want to give these for the Disney coffee drinker in your life as a stocking stuffer cool. this holiday season. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo? Well, we have other Christmas events happening here in the Southland, and one of them is the Newport Landing uh, Christmas Boat Parade. And for if you go on to Living Social for $19, you can get tickets and see the Christmas Boat Parade. It's a Christmas Boat Parade cruise or holiday lights cruise, and the ticket includes one drink of uh, non-alcoholic. And... Um, it's a Southern California tradition that's almost 100 years old. It's a floating parade that attracts more than a million people each year. And it's hundreds of um, different boats, yachts, etc., that um, float in the Newport Harbor, which is the same harbor that Gilligan's Island floated out of yeah. Balboa, uh, years ago. And... Um, these cruises leave three times tonight at 5.30, 7.15, 8.30 p.m. between December 1st and December 17th. Holiday cruises leave the dock three times a night, 5.30, 7.15, 8.30 p.m. between December 1st and 17th, also the 18th, 19th, 20th, 
where the 20th is only um, 5.30 p.m. and December 23rd and 31st. Uh, we'll have the link to the in the show notes so you can get the details again. But this is a very popular event here um, to see the boat parade. And Newport Beach is probably 20 minutes from Disneyland. So you would have to uh, drive your car, your rental car or if you drove to Disneyland, you can go there to see it. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. Uh, my turn next. Tuba Christmas returns to the Disneyland Resort. Woo-hoo. Yay. Okay, so hundreds of tuba and euphonium players will gather to perform holiday music on December 21st of this year um, in downtown Disney. And they they uh, meet up and they rehearse and everything. And then there's a performance uh, on the stage near ESPN Zone at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So if you are a, all all you big uh, tuba and euphonium fans out there, be sure to catch Tuba Christmas on the 21st of December. Um, Other thing I want to mention real quick, uh, when we were at the Disneyland Resort a couple weeks ago, we actually stayed in a rental house, a vacation rental house, um, which was kind of cool. It was, there were four different families all in, all in this one house. Uh, this house slept 17. Wow. With all wow. the beds, there were bunk beds and rollaway beds and everything. Uh, we didn't use all of them, but, um, I mean, and what a setup it had. I mean, it had in the garage, they had, they had a playroom in the garage with like, sh- um, foosball and, uh, air hockey and, uh, and, uh, uh, pool table and stuff. There's a heated pool outside, a hot tub, a beautiful bar set up outside with a with the barbecue built into it. And you know, for a family, uh, like an extended family that's traveling together, this might not be a bad idea. This was off of it was just off of Catella, maybe three four miles west of Disneyland. So it was maybe 10 minutes to the Toy Story parking lot. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like was, a really nice option. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, the website that our friends got this on was uh, www.v as in Victor, r as, well actually, let, let me start again. A v as in vacation, r as in rental, and b as in buy, and o as in owner, vacation rental by owner. So it's vrbo.com. Um, I'm looking at it now. There's like I don't know 20 different houses in Anaheim, going from $200 a night up to $500 a night, depending on how many they sleep and I'm sure where what neighborhood they are in and stuff like that. But like I said, if you're splitting it with the family or with you know other people in your family, it might be affordable. You know you can save on food. You do breakfast at the house or whatever, and it was just kind of cool. Yeah, we had, we had dinner dinner Thanksgiving night at we barbecued, so we had tri tip for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Anyway, sorry, I did two rapid fires. I'm, I'm gonna have to edit myself. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Nancy. Speaking of editing, Nancy. Oh, it fire. is. It's your um, turn. Good morning, yeah, sunshine. I'm very <laughs> excited about this because we're gonna. I'm gonna go up to my neighborhood. Okay. Oh, actually, no. I take that back. 
I'm going to cover two different things. Um, and it's all about buy a day, get a year for free. Okay. And season passes are starting to be um, bombarded in the mail by these. Did anybody else get something from Knott's? Uh, 2014 season passes to six payments of $13? No. I have, yeah, I don't... I don't that's, and that, that ends yeah. January 5th. Right, exactly. Um, and then uh, Universal Studios Hollywood is doing buy a day, get 2014 free. And their little special dealy bobber on that one is that you do get blackout days with that. Not near as many as Disney. Um, but with Universal's, you get 10% off food inside the park. Um Excludes alcohol and carts. 15% off merchandise for in-park retail stores, not valid on collectibles. Discounts at CityWalk and $12 off general admission for up to six guests. The thing with Universal's passes to keep in mind, though, they expire on December 31st no matter when you get them. That's the same with During knots. The year. Same with knots. Yeah. They're season so, passes, not annual passes. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, the blackout dates weren't near as bad. As, um, uh, I have I have a Knotts Pass, and when we were there Thanksgiving weekend, I used you know I used it and got discounts, which I which was surprising. I, I thought there might okay. be some, but you know it's like ten percent off merchandise, ten percent off of food, even counter service. I got ten percent off on, which cool. I was really surprised. That does yeah. sound really good. I got ten percent off my chicken dinner. And it's and still, and it's still not as good as Plaza What's that? I said, don't forget, you can use that buy one day, get a 2014 free mm-hmm. during Grinchmas. Yep. And Grinchmas is not as big of a thing here as it is in Orlando, but you you actually do get to see some of the actual Whoville sets, and they really are real Whoville sets, since that's where they filmed it. Cool. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Tony? Yep. Okay, I saw the coolest thing. I saw a billboard. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a billboard for um, the Queen Mary Chill. And I was like, oh, big deal. You know, I'll remember that for the podcast. Right. And then I looked at it. Uh-huh. It's the amazing thing ever. So, let me explain it to you. Okay. It's all, it's, okay, so when you were thinking of like a an ice village, it's more, okay, for everybody who doesn't know, Queen Mary's in Long Beach. You can drive to it. It's, it's a boat. But that's also where the spruce goose used to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And gotten rid of the spruce goose. And then what they do is. Oh, it's in there. It's in the it's in the old dome space. Yes, the old dome space. But let me tell you all the stuff that there there is. Okay. So and it's all over the place. I, their website isn't the most clear, like how much you have to pay for everything. But um, let me tell you. Because there's all these different cool things, including ice tubing. Okay. Nice. There's cool. two stories tall, 100 feet long, six lanes of ice tubing. Um, there are, there's an ice king, there's the ice, the whole ice kingdom. And the whole ice kingdom consists, it's a nutcracker theme. Um, nutcracker inspired scenes made from more than 2 million pounds of sparkling ice. Bring a winter wonderland to Southern California featuring a walk through Sugar Plum Castle and a 24-foot-tall Queen Mary ship and slide. These exhibits are sure to mesmerize guests of all ages. 
kept at a very cool nine degrees to preserve the ice. Guests will be provided parkas to enjoy the spectacular event. So that's the ice kingdom where you're basically walking through Nutcracker. Um, there's also ice skating. Skate along with fran- family and friends. And there's special programs during the ice skating. On Tuesdays, catch your favorite holiday movies starting at 8 p.m. while you're skating. That's cool. Throwback Thursdays, flashback to your favorite era and rock it on the rink to the retro beats of DJ Dennis Owens. Hip-hop holiday Fridays, glide into your groove while the DJ spins your favorite hip-hop hits. Tinseltown Top 40s Saturdays. Now, see, now that we're going to music and we talk about rap, this one doesn't work for me, but... Ho, ho, ho down, rock and country Sundays. <laughs> okay? So that's the ice skating. There's more. There are um, so much to do in the village and forest. I like the things all like, I think they actually need to do a better job of marketing it because I kind of couldn't tell what, like what ticket goes with what because there's all these different pieces. But one of the other pieces is um, you can mail a letter to Santa at the post office. You can bounce in the world's largest snowman bouncy, um, ride the giant rocking horse, decorate your very own gingerbread house, um, grab refreshments at the reindeer pub and grub, ride the wild bucking reindeer, visit Claus, uh, Claus cabin featuring story time with Mrs. Claus and visit with Santa's. There's a candy lane, a Fosty's Friendland. There's the glacier, um, ice. I told you about the ice skating. Like, it's out of control how much stuff there is. I think it's pretty cool. And um, I have no financial, you know, experience with, with them. But just this is really interesting stuff. It's the, <laughs> it started November 22nd to January 5th. Um, and then here's the thing about tickets. The tickets weren't the, no, the clearest. And so let me tell you about that. If there's any questions while I'm – you can do general admission for 34 – this is not cheap. Thirty-four ninety-five online or thirty-nine ninety-five at the door, and it's more expensive on December third through fifth, December tenth through twelfth, and December seventeenth through nineteenth. Oh no, it's actually cheaper those days um, by a couple bucks. Children four to eleven are twenty dollars online, or twenty um, twenty dollars at the door. Fifteen online or twenty at the door on those different dates. I would go to queenmary.com. To find out about it, um, you can also stay over, of course, and um, you can stay at the the Queen Mary and get some special um, different things. The world's largest rocking horse, the world's largest snowing bouncy, oh, snow, the largest snowing bouncy, live entertainment, holiday village, it's like got everything. I did notice twenty dollars for parking. Just warning you there. Um, Let's see, what else would they have? The outdoor ice skating rink, Holiday Village. Um, you can pay for just the skating. You can get an ice skating season pass for $30. I apologize for this being all over the place, but I swear there's no order to this. You click on one link and it takes you to something else, and it's not like, oh, just pay 50 and you get the whole seat. It's, it's interesting. But um, you can do an ice skating season pass if you're local. For thirty bucks, it's sixty-five hundred square foot outdoor ice rink. I like how uh, they have the ice tubing there too. Yeah, that's what I was talking about before—the ice tubing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, group tickets start at twenty-four ninety-five. You can have an ice rink cabana starting at ninety-nine dollars. But general parking is twenty bucks. It looks really, really interesting. I wish it was a little cheaper, 
So that was all for it. And then, and there's a few days where there actually be snow. But I, there you go. So that's it. The hours are 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. And then on certain days, it's a little bit um, less. But if you go to the Chill website, you can find it. Two million pounds of ice. Looks really, really, really interesting. So there you go. Thank you, Tony. All right, that will do it for Rapid Fire. It is time for the thread of the week. Mary Jo? Well, last week the thread was by Jazzy Cat at DLR, and it was the attraction. This week we have another thread by Jazzy Cat at DLR, and it's the worst attraction. And she puts, since I've posted a thread about favorite attractions, I thought I'd now post one about least favorites. Which attractions do you just not care at all for at either or both parks? Are there any that you downright hate? At Disneyland, I don't care for Interventions, Astro Orbiter, or Go Coaster. And at California Adventure, it's Jumpin' Jellyfish and the Swings. So I'm going to ask you guys, which attractions do you not care for or absolutely hate at both parks? And I'll start with Michael this time. Uh, at Disneyland, Captain EO, just let him rest in peace. <laughs> and, and well, and you know how I feel about interventions and Utopia, lay waste to them as well. <laughs> and, uh, and over at California Adventure, I'm, I'm on the same page with Tony. Paradise Pier just bulldozed the place over and put in something Disney worthy in there. Kind of takes away from the, the storytelling that Walt Disney wanted in his attractions. Exactly. There's no story there at Paradise Pier. Except maybe causing fear in the Mickey's Fun Wheel, maybe. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, Tony, what about you? Well, I was having a hard time coming up with something I would hate it, or I don't really like it, um, Disneyland. Except for anything that goes into where I was, I used, I would, before I would say intervention. The other thing you like that that other the um it's the uh, uh, Iron Man, um but then you know when Michael said Autopia, I kind of I might actually agree with you, which is weird that I'm saying that. But, but Autopia isn't <laughs> aimed at us. <laughs> Autopia isn't aimed at us. It's aimed at kids who want to okay, you're be right. able to drive. But, yes, but here's the issue. Here's here's my issue with it. Same reason I don't like Paradise Pier is where there's no theme. The you theme off-road is, in Utopia. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's off-road. <laughs> it's dirt. But there's no, like, Disney theme. There's the Chevron theme. But I would like, like, if it had a little bit more theme, like, now, I mean, we've got cars. Why can't they be car cars, you know? And have some, like, sound effect. Like, I know you've got Cars Land, but if I think if it was more tied in with something, I'd like it. I'd, then I wouldn't be as down on it. But I know it's for kids. I appreciate it. So. And then go. at California Adventure? Oh well, the the spinning. You're with Michael. The spinning chairs, like that's everywhere. A oh, silly symphony swings. Yeah, that you can get that at a carnival at a school. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Should, but, there you go. Okay, Tom, what about you? Um, let's see, Disneyland. Yeah, definitely Captain EO. I I. And I, I would, you know, I, I don't like Matterhorn, but I don't want to see it go away. 
Do you not like Matterhorn because of the new bobsleds? It would not just uh, no because of the track. It's rough. It was rough before, and it's rough now. I mean, it doesn't. What if they had better seats in the bobsleds? I don't know if that would make a difference without a new track. If if maybe if they were padded more. Yeah. It's just like a rough ride. It is. Tom, and what about California Adventure? Um, I agree that what she said, uh, Jumpin' Jellyfish, uh, of all the rides in Paradise Pier, that is the biggest offender of, of mediocreness. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, the others at least attempt a theme. Um, also, Monster Scene um I don't know. I I just it's just like why? But that's just wait. Monster Monsters Inc. The Dark Ride. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a new one. I don't Nancy, hate it. I just the, you know it's just you just yeah. don't like it. Yeah. You don't like Roz. Oh, okay, fine. I'll I'll, I'll retract that one. <laughs> In her little Santa hat. Yes. <laughs> Nancy, what about you? Oh, what about you? Oh, oh gosh. Oh. That's a tough one. Uh-huh. I would say... We ask kinda... the tough questions here on the Diz Unplugged Design. <laughs> I know we do. Um, I'm torn. It's probably a toss-up between EO and the, ro- and the, um, the Rockets. Oh, yeah. Oh, Astro Orbiter? The Astro Orbiter, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, would you get... like them to tear it out or move them sort of back in the area where they used to be? No, they could rip them out. Astro Orbiters is kind of a roadblock. It is, but I like them back where they used to be, up high. Yeah, I never... You know, I rode the ones in Florida up high, and yeah, I just don't... They're not, you know, they're okay, black. So, so, so far, it's the Tomorrowland rides are, are kind of sweeping the whole for for the Disney team so far. And what about California Adventure? Things I'd just rather get rid of. Hmm. These well, the Malibu are don't like. Things that I don't like. Well, yeah, the Malibu are gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was may it rest in peace. Your your wish was granted as far as that was concerned. Yeah, I know. Are um, there any there now that you... you Nancy doesn't like any don't. of the rides in California Adventure. What are you talking about? I like rides. She, she likes Heimlich's choo-choo train. Oh, nice. <laughs> Speaking of useless rides... <laughs> All 29 and a half seconds. seconds. Yeah, yes, really. You. <laughs> you, see the, you see the end of him as the... Be- <laughs> as it goes around. Well, is it time to get rid of? Is it time to get rid of the ladybug spin now that we have Mater's Junkyard Jamboree? Well, I haven't been on it yet, so I should get on that and okay. try it's it. It's so small though, and it fits that land really well. Yeah. I, so I wouldn't get. I, you know, I'd leave Bugs Land alone because Bugs Land is fine for the younger crowd. They love. Yeah, it. definitely. Yeah. Um. I could, you could do something with tuck and rolls. 
bumper yeah. cars, but eh. You know, something a little more themed would be fun there, but I could be really controversial and say, eh, ditch the Tower of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're... <laughs> okay, so Tower of Terror for you. For me, at Disneyland, it's Astro Orbiter, hands down. Um, I would like it to go back where it was, just because I think it takes away from that whole entrance, how we used to be able to look at Tomorrowland from the hub. I I think it's not in the good place where it is, but I, I would not ride it up above or below anymore. I just don't. That ride scares me. And then at California Adventure, for the lack of anything else, I'd have to go with probably Jumping Jellyfish because I like everything else there that I've been on. And that would be it for me. Um, on the thread itself, I would say um, somebody said Nemo submarines. They make them claustrophobic. <laughs> the Wheel of Doom, as the, or the Wheel of Death, as Nancy likes to call it. The fun wheel, Mickey's fun wheel of death. Yeah, Mickey's fun wheel of death. Um, somebody said Winnie the Pooh, which I think that for, again that's uh, for children, so so they would. Um, I wouldn't want to do that. A lot the children of children have taste too. Pardon me? Children have taste, too. <laughs> if they had built the Tokyo version, nobody would be, well, less people would be complaining. <laughs> Probably. Tokyo, they, they've done a lot of things right, so. Um, a lot of submarines. Somebody said the teacups, although I want to try the purple teacups, so don't take anything away on there. What, so, uh, what's, what's, up, what's up with the purple teacup? It's the fastest. That's supposed to be the fastest spinning one. Oh, okay. So if you like to spin fast, that's the that one way. I avoided on the teacup challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so I could have said yank the teacups too, but I didn't. I, I didn't want to get the hate mail. I haven't <laughs> been on those in a while. I, I need to go next time. I go with you and the kids, Nancy. I'll go in the teacups. But anyway, so there's there's a few pages with different. Um, Attractions, people giving their reasons, those are always fun to read. And if you'd like to read them or, or um, submit your own with the reasons why you dislike a certain attraction or wish Disney would get rid of it, um, go ahead and go to our show notes link. And it's called uh, The Worst Attraction by... Um, I was clicking on the thread. By Jazzy Cats at DLR. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Disney Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week one last time. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.